Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Crossroads Connections podcast. And I'm so glad you could join us today on today's episode. It's a special episode. I actually recorded this with today's guest, David Hedden, several weeks ago before the tornado happened. And I really wanted it to get the attention it deserved. So I decided to wait and air it a few weeks later. Um, David made a trip to India recently, and he has such a heart for God and for God's people. And I think you'll be able to tell when you listen to, to today's episode. And and I just can't wait for you to hear about his trip and the tuk-tuk and all that God's doing for the people in India through Forgotten Children Worldwide. So join us and listen into today's podcast. I know you'll get uh, a lot of great, great information about what that organization's doing and and just the heart that David has for, for God and his people. So uh, listen into today's podcast. Well, today I'm joined on the podcast by David Hedden. David, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. You're really wel- excited to do this. Good. You're welcome. I've, I have had the pleasure to talk to David several times about what we're going to talk about today. And so I've been really excited about having you on the podcast because David's got an amazing story. Um, I hope you think you have an amazing story. I hope so. I hope people like it. (laughs) I think they will. Um, So first of all, though, I want to start with your Crossroads story. I always try to ask everybody, you know, how did you find Crossroads? How did you, when did you start coming here? What brought your family here? Well, uh, Ashley and I um, moved out to our house about 2000, I think it was like 2019, our drive to our previous church. Good church, liked it. Sure. You know, just a little bit of, it was like, 35 minutes. Ooh, that's tough. With yeah, littles, especially with littles. Two, two littles. Two littles, yeah. <clears throat> so we were, it was February of 2020, and uh, I was like, well, I remember my old English teacher, Mrs. Hollis, goes to Crossroads, and she was very nice. So <laughs> why don't we just go there? And then we went in February of 2020, and we really, really enjoyed it. And um, Oh, and then the world shut down. And then down the world shut down. Later. <laughs> oh. Well, this, the, the moral of this story is thank you, Mrs. Hollis, yeah. for being a great influence to all your high school kids. And I graduated in 05. I graduated in 2005, so I remembered how... 2005. Not, 2005. I remember how nice she was from back in 2005. Wow. Well, she's still that nice today. She is. My children, my two oldest have enjoyed her very much, and I'm sure Lucas will get the chance. But um, So you came here in February, loved it, and then 2020, March, shut the world down. Did you watch online? We did. We did yeah. watch it online. Yeah. As like everybody else, we all just had to watch online and just kind of sit and wait and yep. was anxious for it to open back up. And then, yep. so it feels like we're newer, but we've been. You've been here for been a while. Been here for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel. I, I know. Twenty twenty feels like it was yesterday, and it feels like it was a <clears throat> lifetime ago. So in some regards. Right. But um, the reason I met David, as far as uh, staff member of the church goes, David is really involved in missions. And missions work, and so how did you get involved in that? What you know? What led you to even think about getting involved in missions trips? Well, um, I'll shamelessly plug Forgotten Children Worldwide here. Oh, we're gonna they, plug Forgotten yeah, Children they, Worldwide. Yeah, the, the work that they do is is incredible. Um, Ashley and I had moved up to Northern Indiana for jobs, <clears throat> and uh, we started attending Hope Missionary Church, which is in Bluffton. And, uh, and Bluffton is where? Because I really <clears throat> want to know this for myself, too. Yeah. It's about a half hour south of Fort Wayne. Okay. So it's northeast Indiana. Uh, it's about three and a half hours from here. 
I knew um, it was about three and a half hours, but no, just just south of North Wayne or Fort Wayne. Yes, yeah, just south of Fort Wayne. Um, started going to a place called Hope Missionary Church. Liked that church a lot. Got involved. We we saw a Sunday school class. It was uh, called CIA. It was like Christ in Action or something like that. So we got involved there, and you know, I didn't talk a whole lot in that class. I just kind of sat and listened and and, and enjoyed it. It was taught by a guy named Matt Hartzell. Uh, Matt Hartzell is the founder and director of Forgotten Children Worldwide. <clears throat> and uh, So was he a member of this church? And yes. he was just teaching this class at this point? Yes. Because Matt is a, he, he, he was an associate pastor. Correct. He was a staff member at that time. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> he, he used to have these meetings for people who were interested in, he'd take people on vision trips to the places that Forgotten Children worked. You know, they worked in Uganda. He'd take some people from whoever's interested, take like 10, 12 people to Uganda or you know, Malawi or and at that point you could still go to India and not worry about, you know, getting your organization kicked out of there. So he was having a vision meeting for people interested in going to India. And uh, on our way, we were leaving, Ashley and I was leaving church one day and she goes, Hey, you want to go? And kind of jokingly. And I said, I think God himself would have to tell me to go to <laughs> India before I ever think about going. So is she kind of poking fun at you a little bit, like, hey, you want to go date? You know? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of, it was a joke, you know, just a offhanded kind of funny joke. And because never thought, never thought in a million years I'd, I would be doing that. And a week later, Matt, this was after the meeting. And I think he had probably, at these meetings, he would try to scare people because, you know, you get like 30 people like, oh, I want to go. And sure, then it sounds was, like a great thought at right. the time, but... But I want to explain to you like what this actually entails, and, and then so you cut down a bunch of people. And he, I think he had probably 10, 12 people interested in going, and he said, hey, um, I was praying, and God said, hey, why don't you ask this guy to go? Which is funny, because I never talked in his class. It wasn't like we were like good friends. Like, sure. he didn't know me. So at that point, I said, well, I... Sounds like I gotta go. Wow! I just oh, <clears throat> you you had to have gotten the Holy Spirit cold chill yeah. at that moment. <laughs> yeah. So then I went and uh, been going since 2014, and so 2014 was your first trip. 2014 to India. was my first Indian trip, and uh, I've been going ever since. I love going. And this is how this trip that you just took was trip number five. Five. Trip number five. So we try to go every other year. At wow. Least. Yeah. Wow. And I just, I can tell you, I know David came and talked to our staff before you went on the trip. Yes. And you were really nervous that you weren't going to be able to go. Yes. And then, so we just started praying you could go. And yes. then you got to go. We got to go. And I told David when he came and see it, to see us uh, on a Friday when he came home, oh, David, I prayed, I watched your videos online. I prayed for your food. Yeah. And for your health. Yes. Because I just kept thinking, of course, I have a lot of food allergies, and I'm a, I've just found I'm celiac. So I just kept thinking, I hope, surely David doesn't have any food allergies. And selfishly, you know, you think of the things for yourself, but I, I really did. I covered you and Matt both, and I didn't know Matt at the time at all. Never yeah. met him. I just prayed every day that you wouldn't get sick and that you would be able to eat okay. And then you come back and you sit down and tell us of, how dirty uh, the conditions were. Sanitation yeah, was so big. Sanitation's a big issue there. Um, but David has a great story, and he shared this story with, with our staff. And then if you're fortunate enough, or this is a plug for our Sunday school class, if you come to Sunday school, we got to hear your story. Yeah, yeah. Which I was wonderful. That. Yeah. Um, but the story that you, you told, you've also told Pastor Brian, 
he's going to tell us that story. And I tell you what, this story stuck, has still stuck with me. Yeah, so I'll back up just a sec and tell like, – what Forgotten Children does is they do orphan care ministry. So the, the people we're seeing are um, kids who are orphaned. They're true orphan children or they're vulnerable children to poverty and usually, and a lot of times trafficking. Trafficking, mm. you know, is um, a major problem in very poor areas because the people there are very desperate. Um, <clears throat> so, and, they're, and they're desperate because? You know, the, the poverty there is real bad. They don't have any money. They're watching their kids starve. They, their kids are dying of very preventable things like mm. uh, one in five kids die of diarrhea. We, that's unheard of here in Sullivan it County. Is. Unheard of. It's unheard of really would you say anywhere but those just really poor, poor yeah. countries? So it's a thought we've uh, never had is like, you know, your kid gets diarrhea, but you never think this is going to kill my child. Yeah. And for a lot of these people who have, you know, they have larger families in these areas because I asked a mom one time, you know, why have you, why do you have so many kids? And she said, well, I'm going to lose some of them. Oh, my and goodness. And they're thinking about, you know, when I get old, I got to have somebody take care of me because there's no one going to be take care of me. And if I have 10, maybe three or four of them make it. Mm-hmm. So these are thoughts that we've never, you know, we've never had. No, we've never had to even worry about. We're so right. blessed. Yes. So v- Forgotten Children finds local pastors, you know, that are crazy about the population that they serve who probably need resources, and they help provide the resources to take care of these kids. They do it through child sponsorship. They do it through projects. You know, a lot of great things, and you, you know, I was able to been blessed to see that kind of firsthand and kind of see where these ki- these kiddos come from, the cultures that they live in, sure. and the areas that these local pastors serve. But tell tell our tell our <clears throat> um, people that that are listening that haven't heard your story because this is they don't know Jesus Christ. No, nah, not I at mean, all. I mean, not at all. Yeah, India has got 1.3 billion people, and about 97 of them have no idea who Jesus Christ is. Wow. 97% of 1.3 billion people. And they're serving all these gods. <clears throat> yeah, Hinduism just, is very prominent there. Hinduism. And then on our, well, I think it was about day day two of our tuk-tuk journey, we took a tuk-tuk. Which if you don't know what a tuk-tuk is. Um, it's like this three-wheeled vehicle. Like it looks like a moped with a covering on top. Yes. Everybody should Google <clears throat> a tuk-tuk, what that is. Because yeah. We've got to see the pictures, and if you followed Facebook, you know what that is. But um, I was impressed that you were even thinking about sitting in the back of one of those yeah. for how many miles? 1,600. <laughs> Went from Patna <laughs> to over at Kolkata and then down south and then to the interior part of the country. We can't even fathom that in our country where we have, like, roads. Yeah, speak the language. Yes. Yeah. And so, you've got a driver. We had a driver. His name was Shankar. Super awesome guy, um, Christ curious. You know, he's a he was a practicing Hindu, but he was curious about Christ. Yeah. You know, and we we had to be very careful. Yeah, well, you know, he he was a he's a good he's a good man, and um, his interesting backstory. You know, he was a Hindu that belonged to a group that persecuted Christians mm-hmm. in uh, in Hyderabad, uh, and then he. You know, he befriended some of the members of the church that he lived next to, befriended him. He had some personal tragedies, and the people that were there with him was actually the church that he he persecuted. Wow. So he thought, maybe... Well, maybe these Christian people aren't so bad. Maybe they've got so he's, something. He's, he's getting there. Oh. He's, all, he's almost there. He's getting there. That's a news story that I didn't know about. That's really <clears throat> yeah. cool. Yeah, so Shankar was a driver. Then we had a car follow us, you know, just in case 
one of us got sick or, you know, something happened or sure. it was getting dark. You know, they didn't want us to be in the tuk-tuk when it was dark outside mm-hmm. because we, we tracked some attention. Uh, yeah, so David said that he and Matt tracked a lot of attention, attracted attention because they don't see white people very often. Yeah, especially northern India. No one, no one from the West goes there. No one. Nobody. There's no vacationers. Right. There's no hot spots. There's no beaches. There's Nothing. no And it's tourists. probably some of the poorest areas of the world. Wow. Is in that northern part of India. It's, you know, the states of Bihar, um, Uttar Pradesh, you know, the, at those northern Indian states. Poverty there is extreme. It's extreme poverty. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so on day two, we, we, we were at a city called Dagar. And there is a very old, large temple there. Um the, the, the letters like the words like 50 letters long so I, I don't know how to wow. pronounce it the temple yeah it's 50 letters the <clears throat> it's name just of huge it? the name oh is my huge gosh. I'm not yeah. I, I'm not even gonna try to butcher the name here yeah yeah <clears throat> so we uh we got there and uh the guy driving us said hey you want to see this temple um it's like um it's a it's like a a holy it's considered a holy place in Hinduism if you guys want to go we'll go check it out and we said yeah we'll go so we get there, and I know we think of like churches or uh, cathedrals or temples. You know, our mind we think of nice, pristine, beautiful, beautiful, and it, it, it's not. It's it's very dirty. They have live animals that run around, so you know what the live animals bring. Um, they have like there's just water. It, it's it's very very dirty. And would you assume that it's that dirty because there's so many people? coming to it or is that just the way that it is in India? I think and so it's just the way that it is but then you have on top of all these people that come there. Yes. You know millions and millions of people every year go to Dagar wow. for uh, this holy site and it's you know in the northern India the poverty there is extreme there you know uh, saw a little girl who's about five digging through a storm cellar like a drainage pipe looking for you know, food I presume um, there's a lady there with leprosy begging on the side of the street. Her hands and feet were eaten away with leprosy. Um, mm. It's a challenging area. Wow. Um, <clears throat> to say the least. So Matt and I get there in order to go into the temple courtyard. So there's the courtyard, and then you'll eventually make your way into the place where the worship happens. You have to take your shoes and socks off. Uh, and when he when he told this story to me that for the first time, I was like, oh, my gosh. Were you freaking out on what was going to get in your feet and uh, yeah. through your skin? That was a thought. You know? David is a nurse, so yeah. he knows medically. So we get there. We have to take our shoes and socks off. And like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to. What if I step on something? What if, yeah. what if I get a parasite? You know, you threw you threw caution to the Ooh. Lord and so, said, please protect us. But I'm glad we did because I'd have missed it. Yeah, you know, I'd have missed it, and it yes. was it was the big takeaway of of the trip because I've never seen anything like this. Mm. So we get there, and. Um, you go through uh, the gate, and it looks like uh, if you ever go to a sail barn, you know where they, sh- you know, shuttle cattle in. Mm. It kind of looked like that. So you're shuttling your way in. Our tour, our guide, the guy that was with us, he paid a little extra money so we could kind of go through the. It's like a the fast pass yes. at Disneyland, the express lane, the express lane, and and then that's where all these people just converge, and there's thousands and thousands of people in this line and when you say it looks like a cattle auction you know you had told us that and then when i got to actually see the picture what you were mentally picturing in your mind is exactly that because yeah, it looks like cattle pants. i was so fortunate growing up to live on a farm i say fortunate <clears throat> because i'm thankful for that some people maybe not but it looks just like a sale barn it does 
You were you you just described it perfectly. So we get in there. It's just this huge wall of human, just humanity, people everywhere, um, and they're bringing sacrifices like uh, some sort of gift, right? And usually it was Ganges water from the Ganges River, which is very polluted. It's a very polluted river, but they got jars of this water. Sometimes they bring milk or whatever else. And then you make your way through here, and you finally get into the temple, the area where the worship is actually taking place. And the room, prob- maybe, maybe 20 by 20, maybe. Wow. And probably two to 300 people in this room. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this room is like Smaller a— Smaller than most people's living rooms. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a small room. <clears throat> and this temple, this temple is like 1,500 years old. You know, it's an old place. I, I imagine worship 1,500 years ago looked pretty similar to what we were seeing. So in the middle of this altar is—it's called a lingam, which is the phallic symbol for Shiva. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is if I'm going to use my uh, sacrifice here to pour onto this phallic symbol to cool off his energy— because if I don't, he is going to destroy me, destroy my family, destroy my community. A lot of fear that w- was in this room. A lot of fear just permeates this whole area. Um, and we got to see that desperation firsthand. If people just throwing other people out of the way to try to get to this, uh, this altar in the middle of the room so they could throw their water on it or they could throw their milk or whatever it is that they brought. They and, were gonna, and Shiva is the god. He's a god. He's, he's one a of them. God. I don't know all of the Hindu gods. There's a lot of Hindu gods. Yeah. And Shiva gets called by a bunch of like 119 different names. So, Oh, my goodness. Trying to, what's, what is Shiva is supposed to be <clears throat> the god of? I think he's just like the main the God. main one. Like, you could okay. almost think of him like a. Because some this were is, prosperity real, yeah. and some were fertility and yeah. some were. The best way I could describe it would be like um, the Greek gods. Okay. You had sure. Zeus who was like the main guy, and then you had all these other yeah. different gods that were a god of whatever. Yeah. Hinduism kind of mirrors that. It's not a, the best example, but oh, that the helps. best that I got. That helps. Yeah. So this this uh, <clears throat> altar was for like their main. Their main god. Correct. Of all these gods. Right. Yeah, that helped set the stage a little bit. So I remember watching, like, there's old people that were getting pushed out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it just bred, it just, it was desperation like I'd never seen before. I got to get to this thing because if I don't, you know, something bad's going to happen to my family. And I'm, mm-hmm. all these people are throwing their sacrifices to whatever they brought to this altar. Water everywhere, and I remember watching this guy lap it up like he was a dog. Mm. And you know, I'm we we think like, oh my gosh, but like in our in our current state, you know, I would never do that. No, but but. if you think of, I mean, if you think about this guy who lives in one of the poorest areas in the world, he's probably watched his kids starve, Mm. probably watched possibly watched his some of his children die of something that was very preventable. Sure. Would you be desperate enough to do that? Yeah. You know, and you live in this culture where you think this is right. Yes. And and you had said once to kind of like put to this story that these people feel like their poverty, they're in poverty or they're going through these struggles because they did something bad in their former life. Right. And they deserve it. And that they deserve this. So this poor man right. out of desperation was thinking, well, I've got to, I've got to calm this God. I've got to show this God I am worthy. 
right. any way possible to redeem myself in this life. And I'm more worthy and I'm more desperate than these other people. Ugh. You know, I'm I it, I it, it really imagine. stuck it stuck out to me, you know, and, and really um really help illuminate the culture and the, where these kids come from Absolutely. that FCW serves. Yeah, let's go back to that because that's, you know, that's <clears throat> what we're going to partner with Matt and with David and we're going to work on what can Crossroads, what can Sullivan, Indiana do to help these people? I think that the, one of the big things is uh, child sponsorship. Uh, $38 a month, you go to the uh, Forgotten Children website, ForgottenChildrenWorldwide.org, and you can sponsor a kid uh, for $38. And for $38, you provide all their basic needs, mm-hmm. you know, food, water, shelter. Um, you provide medical, dental, vision. They get counseling. You know, a lot of these kids have suffered unimaginable trauma at a very young age, um, and they're able to get professional counseling from somebody to help them navigate through that. And then they get to hear about Jesus Christ in a place where that does not happen very often. Yeah, where they're facing the fact that they've got to, you know, throw water and milk and, and do all these things in these temples so that a God won't hurt them or hurt their family and... Right. For them to be able to to hear the gospel. Right. To hear the good news. To hear that good news and, and to know that they have value. Yeah, they're you loved. Know, they're loved. They have a heavenly father that's that's crazy about them. And to be able to hear that and know Jesus Christ and change the trajectory of that their life was was going to. Um, one of our partners in uh, southern India um, brings in girls from uh, – Dev- they're called Devadasi girls. These girls, their moms were temple prostitutes. Their grandmas were t- like, if you're a temple prostitute as a Devadasi, if you're a girl, that's probably what you're the life that you're looking it's just at. Generational. It's, it's just gonna go right. It's from- going to continue from mother to daughter, and these girls are getting pulled out of that, getting an education, getting counseling, getting all their needs met, and they're learning about Jesus Christ. So mm. you see this desperation in this Dagar temple, and then you go to these areas where. FCW is working with these local pastors, and you see such a such a difference between the two. Wow! And when you sponsor a kid, you help change the trajectory of their life. They they have a whole new story to tell. Yes, like you said, you told us they they learn a trade, <clears throat> so they have something to go out and get a career. They learn that they don't have to get married at thirteen. Right, that was one of the things that I keep thinking about when we had that those talks. Yeah, it, I mean, think about that. If you've got, I mean. Your kids are that age, or they're going to be that age. You think those kids in India, those girls especially. Yeah, especially those girls. Uh, so, and it's, child sponsorship is a great way to introduce your kiddos to uh, to missionary work, or to introduce them to um, like giving to the gospel. And you can actually show, hey, these are look at these letters of this kid that we sponsor, and it can be a family thing. One of the girls that we sponsored, name was Akila. My daughter got to know her very well. And she loves her. That's so neat. Loves her. And it's been great to watch Audrey grow up and understand about helping others, about giving selflessly. So child sponsorship is a great way to do that. Yes, get your family involved. Uh, yeah, get, get your family involved. You get letters. And, you get yeah. letters from your kiddo. You get to write letters back. We've been to these some of these, orf, these orphan care homes. 
and they'll bring letters and pictures of their sponsor, and they'll ask, like, do you know these people? Why we want to tell Aww. them hi? You know, you, you get to form. And on the other side of that, you get a kid that prays for you every day. They they love you. They pray for you. They care for you. Yes, I mean, it's, how how could you say no to that? It's a win win. Uh, it is. It is. Um, there's girl empowerment programs that F, that forgotten children um, sponsors that changes. You know, some of the circumstances that girl you know, girls need. A, Especially in India or Uganda or Malawi, you know they need they need something sometimes a little extra. Sure, they do. <clears throat> and these girl empowerment programs could be they learn a skill, um, they learn they it could be something like they learn their child rights, like they don't have to get married at thirteen. Right. I, I don't have to do these things. Um, the one we went to on this last trip that was about tailoring. These girls get a portfolio that makes them employable, that yes. adds extra income to their family. So they can sew clothing or whatever, <clears throat> household right. things, so that they can make, yeah, make a wage. Right. Make Even if it's a small wage, it's something that helps. You know, these people are used to living off 2 to $3 a day. Sure. You know, if they make an extra 3 bucks a day, that, that's doubling their income. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, you give them a purpose. <clears throat> right. When you've taught... A girl a skill and she can yes she's helping her family but she feels important right she feels valued yeah so i know that we're hoping as a church that we can get involved in these girl empowerment programs and yeah but also i think something else i want people to know uh, myself is india is has kicked out so many of these organizations yeah they don't want christ spoken in their country right because it Threatens the social order, you know. Threatens everything. Threatens everything, and 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 the work that it has been done has made it. You know, about fifteen years ago, I think Christianity made up less than one percent of their population. I think it's up to three now. Wow. So it's working. It's working. It's getting there. It's getting there. And but uh, forgotten children worldwide has to stay under the radar. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We have four partners there. Um, the goal, we would like to have more partners there. Sure. But if you know, compassion in twenty seventeen. Yeah, they got the boot, and they sponsored 250,000 children there. Wow. Um, World Vision is probably on their way out, too. So, Which is so sad to think yeah. about all those children. So I, I want I want us as a congregation, really, let's pray for forgotten children worldwide. Keep them in your prayers. Um, all those organizations that do all these wonderful things for children and for uh, just all the mission work, we don't realize that. On this side of it, right? That those organizations have to be so careful, right? And if they get kicked out, you know what? What happens? We don't want to think I about don't wanna, it. Yeah, we don't want to find that out. No, nope. it'd be real tragic if that did take place. Yep. So you know, we do have to be careful, because um, yeah, yeah, we're so far we've been able to fly under the radar. We're hoping things kind of change and maybe the pendulum in India will swing the other way. I hope so. Um, Uganda. Now what I know you're working on a, a big big facility in Uganda. We'll just touch briefly on that, but are they as do you have to be as careful there? No. No. I, you don't you, you don't have to be careful there. I think you can easily proclaim the gospel there and that's good. not a problem. That's good to know. That's a question I hadn't hadn't <clears throat> asked before today, but um that's wonderful, and I know that we're going to bring David up. Um, we're going to talk. We're going to promote ch- uh, child sponsorships, and he said it. You know, the ForgottenChildrenWorldwide.org. Yes. And we're going to try to make it super easy and have some sponsorship brochures available and set the computers up one of these Sundays so you could just come up and just it'll be up for you just to click and 
yeah pick your kiddo and change change the trajectory of that child's life amazing just as jesus commanded us to do absolutely yeah the hands and feet of jesus yet again at work i'm just amazed every week that i talk to a new person that's out there doing kingdom work but you are getting to do it on a global platform and i just i'm just so impressed with it well i appreciate you having me and i I appreciate the congregation before we you know, wrap this up. Yes. My, my wife mentioned, Ashley mentioned to me how much she appreciated the people who offered to watch the kids or to make a meal or do whatever was necessary. It really, it, it went a long way and it, it certainly didn't go unnoticed. And we very appreciated it for that. It's great. We've it got, was fantastic because what a great church. Yeah. You know, we've what a got, great group of people. We're blessed. We Dave, really are. You and me and yeah. all of us that are, you know, that go to here to church. Um, we have a great group of people who just love Jesus and love each other. Yeah. And that's, we can't ask for more than that. It was greatly appreciated. That's great. That's great. Well, thanks, David, for being on today. Well, thanks I for sure having me. appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate all you guys are doing. Appreciate it. Yeah. You know. A lot of fun. A lot of all fun. Right. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, I thank David Hedden for being on today's podcast, and what a blessing to have him on today and to hear about his trip and and I, and I hope that you'll uh, feel the Holy Spirit just tapping you if you think, I need to get involved in Forgotten Children Worldwide and check out their website. They have um, some great, great um, information there of how you can get involved. And, and I know we'll be bringing that before you here at Crossroads soon um, on ways that we can get involved. I want to remind everybody that we are going to have another Ukrainite. It's this Friday from 7 to 9. And if you were in church on Sunday, you'll know that I made a little joke. I can almost guarantee that we will not see a tornado following this Ukrainite like we did last month. So uh, we pray that we do not see another tornado. Um, but anyway, I want to I want to leave you with a little scripture and a prayer. Psalms 59, 16 says, But I will sing of your strength. In the morning I will sing of your love. For you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. And I've just went back to this many times. And whether you've been affected by a tornado or relationship issues, job issues, financial issues, times of trouble, whether they be great or small, It doesn't matter how big or small. Let your refuge and your fortress be the Lord where you go in those times where you just need him. Grab a hold of him and he'll be there. And I just, uh, I want to close now with a word of prayer. Lord, we just thank you so much for this day. And I thank you so much for David Hedden and, and Matt and Forgotten Children Worldwide and all that they're doing for the people of India I thank you, Lord, for our church's partnership with that organization and and all the exciting things that we hope, Lord, that we can glorify you through that partnership. I just ask that you'll bless our congregation, bless our community, be with us, Lord, guide us. Thank you for this day and each day, Lord. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in, and I hope to see you guys all on Sunday.